Our youth group was playing paintball. Before we got started, they wanted to introduce us to the pain of getting shot. So they had us play a game of Civil War. Basically, you stand in line across a field from each other and just shoot. Multiple guys, including myself, ended up getting shot in the groin. Getting kicked there is one thing, but getting shot there is a whole different ball game. Damn, I'm glad I didn't peek in high, high school. Cause my best days would be in the past. Welcome to the final episode of season two of Unlearning Youth Group. We're the podcast where we take a look at all the things we learned back in youth group. We find the good, unlearn the bad, and figure out where the heck we go from here. We haven't met. My name is Jonathan Carone, and we're joined as always by our co-host, Mr. Eric Williams. Eric, go ahead and say hey to the people. Hey, this is kind of bittersweet, right? Like, because the last last episode of the season, it's like celebration time that we got to the end, but at the same time, I feel like like Semisonic's closing time or something should be playing in the background and... <laughs> You know, now we're about to cry and graduation song from Vitamin C will be going. We get a little Green Day, you know, good riddance. I don't know. None yeah, of those. license, of course. Stuck in my head all day. That that one's the earworm of all of those. <laughs> but yeah, we're excited. We're excited to, to finish up the season on what I think is a, a high note topic. Um, something that I think most everybody will have experienced on one level or another because it's it's like it's a concept that covers a lot of different nitpicky areas that we probably heard from our church going grandma or aunt, or, you know, that, that one relative that always wants to say something. Yeah. I'll give you a peek behind the curtain for all of you listening. Um, we always try to save one of the better topics for the last one, because this episode will be the first episode anyone listens to between now and the time season three starts. So right. uh, we kind of held this one to the end because we thought it would be a, a good one for that spot. And season three will be coming. We have a Google Doc going. Like, Eric, I think we've planned out like season three and season four at this point, and we keep adding stuff to it. Probably. And what's great is we get suggestions from people. So if you if you've connected with us on Instagram or sent us an email, send us your suggestions because you know, like this is a group experience for all of us. If you went through something and you're like, man, how come they haven't talked about this? Send it in. We love it. Yeah. So today's episode is going to be talking about how. Growing up, especially if you grew up our age um, uh, in the emo era, uh, we were told that uh, we can't have purple hair or get piercings or get tattoos because our body is a temple and it's where God lives. So we have to take care of mm. it. But the irony was this was while we were having pizza eating contests yep. and shoving marshmallows in our mouth, um, as many of them as possible, and never talking about how our actual health matters in the whole body as a temple thing and basically if i was to boil it down to you in one sentence it'd be like we focused on the external wall coverings of our body being a temple but not the internal structure of it yeah i i think um my experience was again you know for those of you who who know our our backgrounds been listening i didn't really grow up in youth group uh, i started going to church a little bit later and, and into college is when i really started into church leadership and and then led student ministries after that but i, I agree i would always get especially as like a college kid i would always get the your body is a temple chastising from the church ladies who were uh 
you know, the type that would stop at your seven 11 and buy the 64 ounce pop on their way to work, that sort of thing. And so, you know, it was always just a little bit weird that, you know, the guys who would jump, Oh, you know, you can't do that because your body is a temple of the Lord. It's like, Oh, okay, great. Like, I think your cholesterol level is probably about 7,000 right now. <laughs> like get, it, so it always seemed like there was a little bit of a hypocrisy going on, on what exactly God's temple should and should not look like and should and should not contain when it came to our bodies. So I think I can one up you on the cholesterol thing <laughs> because in my church growing up. So when you get off the highway of my town, you turn right to go to, go to our town or you turn left to go to Tobaccoville. Okay. Yeah. Where the RJ Reynolds plant is, yeah. where they made cigarettes. Okay. And my town growing up in the 90s and 2000s, um, people would drive around with front license plate that said tobacco pays my bills. <laughs> so there were legitimately guys who would get up. I'm talking ushers and Sunday school teachers who would get up in the middle of church service to walk outside, have a cigarette and come back yep. inside. Yet they were the same ones telling me I couldn't get a tattoo or I couldn't get a piercing or whatever it was because my body was a temple and I couldn't do those things. Yeah. In high school, I was, uh, I was like friends with all the church kids, um, you know, kind of made fun of the church situation going on. But I do remember that the couple of times I would go and I would hear the, uh, your body's a temple thing. It was always from somebody. And I was like, I run a mile under five minutes and 30 seconds. I like, don't, you don't need to tell me about your body being a temple. I mean, now, never mind the fact that I would, you know, walk down to the local uh, you know, pizza place and have an entire double cheese pizza before a basketball game and feel perfectly fine. Like, just great. No big deal. But like, you're, telling, you're, just, you're telling these people that your body is a temple when it really just kind of seemed like for me, there was a hidden agenda in there. Um, and that's really what, what I was thinking through is like, what kind of transitioned into what was really wrong about telling people that their bodies were temples. It really just set up the fact that we were focusing on how people looked if we didn't agree with them while justifying the things we did as being okay. Yep. And I've said on here before, I'll say it again. If you've watched a video, if you see me anywhere, you know, I am fat. <laughs> I am overweight. Why I hate you that you could walk, you could eat a pizza and then go play a basketball game. Because if I eat a pizza, I gain like 12 pounds. <laughs> um, and I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to be honest, but I, I'm on blood pressure meds. I'm on cholesterol meds at this point at 35. It's just the truth of my situation. Mm -hmm. It's just the way things are. And I'm working to make myself healthier and make better choices, but I'm also having to retrain myself and unlearn decades of how I approached food, right. exercise, overall health. My grandpa, who was my pastor, joked growing up, you don't eat because you're hungry, you eat to keep from getting hungry. And uh, I took that a little too far. And um, huh. that's just what it was. And everything at church growing up, which is the funny part about this episode, Everything revolved around food. Oh my gosh, the potluck. Where are we eating after service? Oh, what's the potluck? What food will be at this get together? I was with my dad the other day, and we were both talking about how we missed Shoney's and Western Steer because they were the buffets we went to after church yeah, so often yeah. growing up. So that was like that was just how we were. But I don't ever remember talking about internal physical health in the context of my body being a temple. Yep. 
It was only rules to keep me from doing certain things. And the reason at 35 that I don't have a tattoo or a piercing is because growing up, my dad threatened to disown me if I got one. And that was a serious threat because his dad had threatened him to do the same thing. The man smoked at least a pack a day, but tattoos and piercings were terribly wrong for some reason. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my first experience with church uh, that that I would attend regularly was a Methodist church and I, it was in the Midwest. And so I'm sure this is probably like applicable to other areas, but we would literally always say when Methodists meet Methodists eat, like that's literally (laughs) what they would say. And that's true. It was like, there was a, uh, you know, the outreach was we're going to have a, a potluck after after Sunday service. And I remember one of my favorite one of my favorite people in the world. And I don't know if she's going to listen to this or not, but she would always make these mashed. But it was it was basically like a baked potato casserole, mashed potatoes, sour cream, cheese, bacon. And you could see the pools of butter, just like the liquid butter everywhere. And I just think like Especially in the when Midwest, it said it's made with love. Yeah, right. Love exactly. Yeah, it's made with love. And I know, I know. You being in the South, you you know about good soul food. But like, man, it was like in the Midwest. Every time we met, just like you said, it was like every time there was something there, and you were eating, and it was all revolving around food. But yet, there would be this this backlash against tattoos. There would be this backlash against you know specifically tattoos and piercings. I don't know that anybody would say your body is a temple other than that, other than tattoos, piercings, and maybe when they talked about sex. Um, in my context, it was dying your hair as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hair color. That's true. Too. I couldn't dye my, I mean, and remember like just for context, if you grew up in that, like fuse TV warp tour era, yep. like I did, like blonde spiky hair was the thing for an O two O three tip dark swoopy hair was the thing in the late two thousands. Yep. Like, um, that's that's what the trends were, but they would tell us we were wrong and we couldn't do that because my body's a temple, so I can't do that. Right, right. Yeah, and I think you mentioned it too. I think it it revolves around like a lot of what we talk about on this podcast is you know taking rules to the extreme. I think the other thing that happens this season that we've talked a lot, and now that we're of a certain age and going through this reevaluating all the things that we've learned, what what it comes down to me is. Uh, the rules and the things that were put on us as youth and what we kind of, I guess, inadvertently do to others, we're more about controlling the bodies of people we don't agree with. And so we looked at someone or the people look, you know, people that would do this would look at someone and say, look at those people. We don't agree with them. What's going on with them? Well, they have the colored hair. They have the tattoos. They have the piercings. We don't agree with them. We don't agree with their lifestyle. And so we are going to find a way to control our people and make sure that they don't get into that. And instead of talking through relationship and all those healthy things that we need to talk about on how to actually um, get people into life change, we started looking at the superficial and said, they have all, you know, they're, they're promiscuous. They look promiscuous. They're, they're, they're thuggish because they've got the tattoos and the piercings and everything else like that. And to me, it really just, I think comes down to control. We wanted to control behaviors and attitudes and bodies of people we didn't agree with. And it wasn't just the church too. I mean, we use the bodies of the temple and we're using that because it's the church podcast, but I mean, you look at the the early 2000s was when the NBA put in that dress code yeah. to get rid of the hip hop influenced yes. dress that the guys were wearing. And so the idea of controlling the way people we disagree with look and act is one that isn't 
just a church thing. It's a societal thing, but we had our own baggage in the church for how we did it. And we spiritually gaslit people by incorrectly pointing to scripture out of context in order to justify the reason for doing it. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, like you said, it does bring it into the secular because there's a right now in, in current society, there's a lot of pushback. If you see uh, a lot of recruiters in the corporate world where they're like saying, Hey, get rid of all your preconceived notions about people with tattoos. Even uh, I think Disney is just recently changing some of their dress code for their cast members on letting them be a little bit more relaxed with uh, their hair colors, with their facial hair and with visible tattoos. They don't have to cover tattoos anymore unless it takes away from like the experience of their character. Exactly. Yeah. So there's, there's been that, you know, thinking that, that, that we're shifting that the happiest place on earth, the most like people and image focused place on earth is even shifting from this idea that, well, for some reason, well, if I have a tattoo, that's not, I mean, obviously offensive tattoos are something that's really distracting maybe in the middle of your face. But like, if you just have a plain tattoo on on an arm is somehow going to turn away a potential customer. And there may be listeners, well, there's probably not people listening to our podcast that think this way, but you may know people that like, that's their mentality. And it's like, well, I, I don't agree with somebody that's got a, a nose piercing and I wouldn't want to see that. <laughs> Man, calling people up and like seeing them as customer service representatives, we shouldn't do that. But society is changing and i think that that's that's even opening this door more for us to examine how that was shaped and like you said gaslit within our own uh religious upbringing well and you put this in the notes i mean you talked about it when we were talking earlier in the week um the idea that in our society the temple has been decentralized anyways yep. because in the ancient religious society in israel they had the one temple yep. that was the like it's where everyone went it was gorgeous gold plated everything all that and then once jesus died that veil was torn he became accessible more because that because I mean, you guys if you're listening to this you know the salvation story i don't have to get into the gospel with you hopefully um if if i do if you want to know more <laughs> i will gladly talk the gospel come with on you. down to the front we'll have one of our volunteers pray with you we're going to bring the band up we're going to sing god's not dead <laughs> and <laughs> and how he loves and then we'll all cry together and then we'll go from there but <laughs> But because of Jesus's death on the cross, it decentralized religion and decentralized Christianity and meeting with Jesus. So now in our culture today, the church building can be a movie theater. It can be a school gym. It could be an auditorium of a community center. It could be someone's living living room room. in a house church. Exactly. Whatever it is, it's the same temple. It's just different. And so we have to completely change the way we think of temple and it's not just the window coverings anymore. Yeah. And the people who are out there that, that would shame a church or say that's not church. And hopefully this mentality is dying, but you know, it's not because of online church and the blowback for people that say attending church online well, isn't attending You church. know, it's not because I'm going to nerd out here for a second. Yeah. Church plants, when they get their own building, they almost always double in size yeah from when they were a portable church. Yep. Yeah. But that mentality of people that would say, oh yeah, well, I go to church. Um, where do they meet? Oh, at whatever elementary school. Well, that's not a real church, right? That's the same um, temple shaming, you know, that you would, that you would come through on this idea of your body as a temple. And I think 
hopefully that mentality is dying out more. But I think those two mentalities are in the same thing where people think that church has to be a certain way, has to look a certain way, you know, not theologically. I think we can all agree that church theologically, like there are certain tenets, but like the building of the temple, quote unquote, the church has to look or be a certain way. Like I remember uh, at the two mega churches that I uh, have worked in in the past, we would always get we would always get people that would complain that would send in an email and say, you don't have a cross on stage. And so this is not a church. And so they don't, because they don't have, because there's no cross on the stage, it's not a church. And it's like, okay, that's the same mentality as because you have a piercing that goes through the side of your nose, you, you now are, uh, you know, your body's a temple and you've ruined, you've ruined the temple of Jesus. Yeah. And so, the funny thing is, I, for Halloween, I just went as Matt Cutshaw um, from the Emo's Not Dead videos where I wore a, a fake lip ring and nose ring and a big swoopy hair thing. So uh, I walked through downtown two days before the city council election dressed like that with eyeliner and fingernail polish uh, just because that's what I thought would be fun. Because it's not a phase. Um, that's why. Because it's not a phase. It's it's not a phase. It's not a phase, mom. Um, it never was a phase. <laughs> but as we think through these things, as we think through the bodies of temple thing, we always try to find the good intention underlying these bad approaches. Sure. So Eric, what was, was there even a good intention underlying these bad ideas? Oh yeah. I mean, of course, uh, all of the things I think we've talked about that have had, that have had bad approaches have started from something in scripture. So, I mean, there is a scriptural basis for it. You know, we put it in the notes, 1 Corinthians 15. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you? And it says, like, you need to honor God with your bodies. So taking that at face value and saying we need to honor God with our bodies, I think we would all say, yes, that's true. I think where we skewed it was how and what does that look like? And it's very important for us to to consider that and and for sure. And I mean, I think you – you mentioned it and you're very transparent about it too. You know, it's like um, how much it, for people that are not living healthy lifestyles with their bodies, how effective can you be, whether it's being an, you know, uh, being an effective parent, being an, all these sorts of things. It's like, I would say that the healthier that we are, the better we are, we can be in our communities, in our families and other things like that, which is, I think why, why you've taken a, a lot of efforts towards taking steps towards getting yourself into a better situation as well. Yeah. And so I hope what I'm about to say comes across um, with love and empathy and not judgment because I, I am in this situation. So I, I have lived it and I, I do live it, but God can't, he can't use us to move the gospel forward nearly as effectively if we're unhealthy and unable to function in everyday yep. life. And, just because I do want to make sure I'm being empathetic. I know there are health issues that people don't choose Correct. that keep them from functioning their best on a database. There's, there's chronic illnesses, there's chronic pain. So I'm not talking about anyone listening to this episode who may have something that was not self-inflicted sure. that is keeping them from that. I'm not talking about that. Yep. What I'm talking about is self-inflicted health issues because of a lack of honor and respect for our bodies. Right. I, I've got my own issues. I'm speaking as someone who's had to deal with this, but like there are certain things I can't do because my body physically won't let me. Right. 
my church is doing a thing um, with inner city kids that are live a mile from my church where they're doing soccer practice on Saturdays. And they just need some volunteers to come out and play soccer with these kids. Yeah. And as much as I love soccer and I, my kids have started playing soccer this fall. So we've been out in the front yard, kicking the ball around. I can't get out and run around on a field because yep. my legs just won't let me do it. Years of carrying around this much weight. I can't run. Yep. Um, I can lift weights. I can do other things, but I can't run. So it, my body, not me, not taking care of my body, not honoring my body has that's a consequence of those choices. Created limitations. So yes, it's, it's a limitation. And so as we do things like that, as we don't take care of ourselves and look at this as holistically, if we only look at it as the window coverings of tattoos, piercings, colored hair, and we, meanwhile, we're just not taking care of ourselves. And I'm still guilty of this at times. Like I went to McDonald's for breakfast this morning because I was tired and <laughs> didn't feel like cooking anything. Yeah. So like, I got a biscuit and a Dr. Pepper because and it, was that a good choice? Probably not. So like I'm very hypocritical in this at times. Well, at the there same are times time, that I, I think, have good times but, times that I don't. If I could step into that too, the same time is like in the same way as people are, are making their uh, journeys with their lifestyle choices and healthy, you know, eating habits and healthy activity. It's like, I think when you get into a healthy spot there with your body and your eating choices, you're not shaming yourself when you quote unquote, like don't make a good choice. And that's, that's the key is like, yeah, work forward in that way. And, you know, we're not going to turn around. You shouldn't turn around and shame someone else because they decided to dye their hair purple, which God knows you can cut your hair. Like it's a temporary thing, you know, like it's not that big of a deal. My six-year-old daughter, <laughs> she, came, she she has like bright blonde hair. She came out of her room the other day. I'm like, Liv, did you do something to your hair? Uh -oh. And she's like, uh, and she had taken a, mag a couple magic markers and just drawn colors in her hair. Yeah. And it was this cool little rainbow. Like it looked really cool. Like right. the emo kid in me, I'm like, oh, that that's cool. Right. I was like, but hey, like ask about doing that first. Like when, when you get bigger, if you want to do that, we'll do it the right way. So right. we don't mess your hair up. Right. And so it's, it's, I, we've got to think about that, but we also on the flip side with our kids, and we talked about this in another episode, we're trying to teach healthy choices right. with exercise, with food so that they can honor their bodies as well yep. in a healthy way. So they can do these other things. And I think if we get away, so let's take a step away from, uh, from our physical bodies, from, you know, eating habits and stuff like that. Cause that's not like, that's not all of what it is, even though that's a main source of how we look and what we put into our bodies and stuff like that. Obviously my baggage is coming through there. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. But I mean, like if we back away from that too, and just say, uh, in, in general, I think for our children, it's a good idea to question why they want to make those decisions. So, um, you know, I think you put it in the notes about, uh, just, are we, are we doing this because we know that it's a good idea or we're following cultural trends. Like growing up, my parents were all against tattoos as well. Um, not necessarily for religious reasons, but my mom said when you're 18 and you're out of the house, you could do whatever the heck you want. But you know, like they, they never really liked tattoos in general, but I got some great advice on tattoos and I have a tattoo, you know, and I probably will get more, but the advice was, you know, if you like the design and you've sat on it for six months to a year and you still like it six months to a year after, maybe that's a good choice. So I had someone else infuse in me choices to make on my, you know, for my own body for that to be true. And, I, and again, the choice also depends on how permanent it is. A tattoo is semi-permanent, you know, a piercing, depending on where it is, is not necessarily permanent, but it's more permanent than a hair coloring type of deal. Did you know I pierced my belly button? 
I think you shared that in an episode once because I do okay. remember that 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 was a story. So that was that was a, a, a youth group bet, but that closed back up. So yeah. piercing isn't uh, isn't permanent in most cases, well, unless you like sorry, Jonathan. Uh, sorry to tell you, you're going to hell because that was a uh, you and I are both going to be in hell because we have uh, defiled our uh, holy temples. <laughs> because I had a pink belly button ring for getting a hundred ki- high school kids to go to fall camp where they'd meet with Jesus. I'm going to hell. There, yeah, there you go. So, but, but I think again, with kids, when we're, when we're in youth group as youth group leaders, it's important that we help them evaluate why they're making their choices. And I think that would be the biggest takeaway for me on the good intention of the honoring God with our bodies. Is this decision I'm making honoring God? And I believe that that's contextual. I don't think you can say every tattoo is bad or you could say that every body type or every unhealthy eating decision is bad or sinful. I think there's a difference. And I could say, hey, is what I'm doing? Because like, you know, for you, your your McDonald's analogy, um, Let's say one of the people that you're talking to and you're in community with and you're you're trying to actually reach an influence is either a McDonald's worker or like that's what they love and that's the only place you guys can go. Is God going to go, oh, man, oh, man, Jonathan, you, you cannot boo. You can't like, no, you're going to make a contextual decision that I can go and I can have a biscuit and a Dr. Pepper because – like, yeah, in this case, it's it's honoring God, and that's okay. In the same way as when people show up with tattoos, you want to know that there's other Christians who have tattoos and can relate to them and understand that situation as well. Yeah, it goes back to intentions. We've talked about that a few times on the show. Um, if I'm going to Bojangles for a breakfast with three other guys before work so that we could talk about the Bible and discuss things, and I get like one biscuit and a small drink— Great. Nothing wrong with that. Yep. If I'm tired or I'm in my feelings and I go get two sausage, egg and cheese biscuits and a large Dr. Pepper with no ice, like I did this morning, <laughs> then that, that was, that was not a good cheese. I, I can honestly say like that was probably leaning more towards being gluttonous sure. than being okay. Sure. And gluttony is a sin we don't talk about very often. Oh, yeah. And we, we don't, we don't take it seriously in our Western excess culture, but it is something that, we should talk about more. And obviously my personal bent's coming here because it's something I experience, And I've just always like, I've, I'm having to unlearn that. And it's been a years long process and I still struggle with it on an almost daily basis. Yeah. So as we move forward and we, we think about training the next generation, training our kids, yeah. we do have to view our bodies as temples, but we have to look at it both internally and externally. Yep. I think something like if we're going out and am I allowed to say jackass on here? You just did. So if, if I'm referencing the TV show, it's fine. I mean, we're going to hell. We're going to hell anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> if we're doing those type of things, I don't think that's treating your body very well because you're like you're putting yourself in physical danger where you're making a choice knowing there's a good chance you're going to get hurt. Yep, that's not honoring to your body is going out and getting a tattoo of a cross on your wrist because you're a white girl and that's what white (laughs) girls do. Is that dishonoring to God? I don't think it is. I don't think there's the uh, God is greater than my ups and downs. If you get the God is greater than my ups and downs, minimalist tattoo, uh, you probably have a white girl Instagram. (laughs) I'm thinking about the Bo Burnham white girl Instagram, white woman Instagram song right now. Um, But so I, th- I think we have to think more critically about it. I do think we have to put a bigger emphasis on physical health moving forward. Sure. 
Um, there are some churches that have done a great job at this off and on over the years. You hear about, oh, hey, Saddleback's going to do the Daniel fast together, or this church is doing that. Uh, I do think physical health is important. And when we do fad things like that, I think that doesn't help long term. Yeah. But I think it's just something we have to weave into our culture. And we have to do it in a way that isn't shaming people yeah. because we do come from a culture and a society of excess. Yeah. So we could have super skinny people who have dealt with eating issues yep. and we could have super overweight people with eating issues. So we have to wrap it in grace and we have to wrap it um, in the farthest thing from shame we can get. There, there can't be a, a, any shame in it. I think that's a, that's an excellent point because your body is a temple but your body and your temple is still a person in whom God dwells and delights. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing to remember. And so, I mean, um, for anybody who's, who's seen us on Instagram or anything like that, like, like you could see the difference here. So you've been very open and honest, Jonathan, about, about you and talking through that, that gluttony side. And that's like, I'm, I'm six foot, 185, 190 pounds, you know, and I'm relatively fit and in shape. Because I don't necessarily struggle with an overweight type of situation, that does not mean that I can point to others who may and decide I'm going to shame them because somehow I, quote unquote, I've got it figured out in that area. And I think that's something I need to be careful of in whatever situation where I feel like I've nailed it or I feel like, I, which I don't, but you know, if there's a situation where like, well, at least I'm not as bad as so-and-so. Like honoring my body as a temple means that I can't project out shame and, you know, damnation and, you know, accusatory stuff from my body to someone else because they don't look like me because they don't struggle with the same things. Your metabolism may be different than my metabolism. The way that you react to working out is going to be different than mine. And so, again, I love that you said that thing about shame because I cannot project shame onto others. In the same way as I, you know, you can't just look at that and you can't take shame onto yourself because of it as well. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the metabolism piece because I was thinking of it in the terms of like, you probably have a higher metabolism than I do. Sure. Like you, you mentioned earlier, you, you could go eat a pizza and then play a basketball game. Like in high school, just because your body allows you not anymore. Just because your body can do that. Yeah doesn't mean you should abuse your body in that way. It's just as sinful for you to be doing the things as it is for me, yeah. even if you can't outwardly see it. Sure. Again, it gets back to that. Like, are we judging outward appearance or are we judging internal motivations? Yeah. And I think God, we, we talked about this a ton in the cussing as a Christian episode. I think God cares a lot more about internal motivations than he does about outward actions. Yep. And we, as the church and we in society in general, we like to throw band-aids on external actions instead of doing the surgery it takes to get into internal problems. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's a great, that's a great point to emphasize. Um, the great poet Taylor Swift once said band-aids on bullet holes. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I think for me, that wraps up everything is a question I need to ask as I go forward is, you know, uh, when Jesus is actually talking to the Pharisees, he's talking about how they are like whitewashed tombs. He's talking about how they wash the outside of the cup while the inside of the cup is filthy and dirty. And so he's, he's really talking about how you're caring about what is going on inside as well. And so for me, I really think that, 
I, I have to think when I'm when I'm deciding in the Corinthians way of whether I'm eating or drinking for the glorify, glory of God or, you know, when God bought our you know, bought us with a price. And so we need to glorify him with our bodies. The thought I have to give myself is I want to be mentally healthy for the people around me. So am I caring about the the health for me mentally? And I also want to be physically healthy for my kids so I can be there for them as long as I can. And so those are the decisions that I need to make, not some like, like there's a level that I need to reach to be healthy or to consider that I'm that I'm honoring God with my body, but thinking about my choices and going, is this choice going to make me mentally healthy enough so I can serve people around me? Is this choice going to make me physically healthy enough so that I can serve people around me? And I want also to project an image to others that's inviting and that represents Jesus. And so those are the types of decisions we need to make instead of looking at outward appearance and saying tattoos bad, piercings bad, hair coloring bad, certain body type bad, because that's not what that's not what Jesus said. And I think we're done. Like we could probably keep talking about this uh, for a long time. This is a much more in-depth conversation, but the beauty of it is since this is the last episode of season two, we've got a couple months before season three will come out. If you want to continue this conversation, reach out to us. Eric is Eric W712 on Instagram. I am Jonathan underscore Corone. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to continue the conversation with you uh, in this time because it is a bigger conversation. We're hoping this episode is a conversation starter with you and your friends and your circle of influence. So thanks for listening today. Thanks for listening to the entire season. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the show so that when we come back in a couple months, you will get it. If you've enjoyed the show, Share it with a friend so they can get something out of it too and you guys can have those conversations. But also leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts so that people who stumble on us over the next couple months will know, hey, this show is actually worth listening to. But before we go, Eric, you got anything for people as we go into the holidays coming up? Yeah, soon? I would just say as this is releasing, you know, there's two major holidays, two major holidays that wrap around family coming together, two major holidays that wrap around food and things like that. And so hopefully this season and last season um, helps you uh, in those interactions with others, in those interactions with family members, especially when certain topics come up to start removing some of that shame from your conversations. Don't allow it to infect you and don't project it on others uh, because God, God loves you. He's here for you. And the things that we learned in youth group may have good intentions. Uh, and some of those things that have been damaging, we're in the process together of unlearning and walking forward in a way that honors uh, everybody around us. So be well, love your families. Well, lo love yourself. Well, because God loves you. Thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it, everyone. And we will see you in a couple months.